And bro, what happened, the craziest thing was, is that I had all the locations set up where I wanted to go and I was about to post it. And then like, in like 10 days or eight days before the tour is supposed to happen in that 20 day mark, um, a mall company hit me up. They had a mall in every city that I wanted to go to. So now we just became super official. So now we going to the gallery. So now my tour became a joint. We was going to all the different gallerias, all the different outlets. And sure enough, bro, the tour started. The first day we went out there, bro, we was rock stars. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, where we find dope people that did dope stuff, and I'm in some dope stuff right now. We're here at the Happy Ice. Is this the headquarters? Yeah, Happy Ice headquarters. Yes, sir. But but that food truck was the headquarters. You're yes. grinding. We're gonna get yes. into that whole story man. for sure. So Lamir, what's happening? Brother? What's up, bro? Man, I'm good, for sure. Man. Appreciate you. For Happy having to me. be here, man. Um, so like typically, how do you introduce yourself? Obviously, entrepreneur, CEO. Um, Soon to be franchise owner. Right. 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 This is cr- I, I can't wait to get in the story. But how do you introduce yourself? Man, I honestly, I would just call myself an entrepreneur. I'm LaMare Mitchell Entrepreneur. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't like to box myself in as a tattoo artist or as somebody that just do, you know, restaurants, you know? Right. Like, I'm open uh, to all different opportunities yeah. and, you know, uh, diversifying my portfolio, as they would yeah. say, you know? Sometimes that can work against you, though. Yeah. In terms of the entrepreneurial curse, where the curse is you got a million ideas and then you jump on every idea and yeah. then you like, yo. Yeah. You dig yourself in a hole, and I do it all the time. You dig yourself in a hole of responsibilities. Yep. yep. But they all work. Like, you know it's going to work. Yep. How you deal with that? Man, honestly, I, I know exactly what you're speaking about, so I don't do that. I don't spread <laughs> I don't spread myself thin. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't spread myself thin. Uh, I like to lock in, focus, and perfect one thing at a time. So I perfected tattoos. And then after I perfected that, I moved into what I'm in today with Happy Ice. And so right now, I'm not doing a bunch of different things. I really, I'm a full-time CEO of Happy Ice. Every day I wake up, I eat, sleep, and you know Happy Ice. That's it. You know, that's it. That's all I do. So tell me, so Happy Ice, it is a, do you, how do you describe it? Up north, it's called Water Ice. I think uh, down south, it's called what, like? No, they Italian call it, ice they call it water, yeah they call it they call it Italian ice and like New Orleans they call it like snowballs yeah. well well snowballs, snowballs is shaved ice yeah yeah exactly um but how did you introduce it to LA yeah so so when I came out here uh we introduced it as a food truck so mm-hmm. we opened up first as a food truck it was hard it was super hard bro to like f- get people to actually try the product because what we were serving? saying water ice, they didn't know what water ice was. Right. So, so it wasn't we, all food. It was like just strictly. It was water. strictly water ice. Yep. And so like it was harder to even try to get people to to try it. So me and my fiance today, Danielle, we was giving out hundreds of samples every day. We had like egg trays, like Easter egg trays, and put spoons on them with the flavors around. And we like just giving people uh, samples. And then they we don't know what it they is. They don't know what it is. And so like even. They'll walk by, we give them a sample. They walk back, we like try another flavor. We like just keep hitting it. <laughs> and that's how we that's how we started to get our revenue to go from the, like in the beginning. Just like really just giving out a ton of samples, bro. One store, two food trucks. Yeah. Right. So I, I gotta I gotta ask you like some numbers if you don't mind. You don't have to answer them. But 
you've been open here, what, two years? Yeah, I've been open at the storefront two years. Got you. And you've been running a food truck for five years. Five right? years, yeah. Do you know what your revenue was year, year one? When you first come out here, you try to introduce it. All right, I'm, I can tell you year one. Uh, but when we first started, uh, our our first food truck did about 300,000 first year. First year? Yeah, first year. Dang. Yeah. Yep. That's all right. Yeah, we right here on Melrose, bro. A lot of a lot of foot traffic. So it was like the foot traffic really helped us out because I was an artist and I had decked out the truck like very artistic where people, whether they knew what it was or not, they was walking up and just like checking it out. Yeah. And so between the foot traffic uh, and just us having a good product and word of mouth going around a certain amount of time, we really was doing good. It was our weekends here that really killed it with, you know, Melrose foot traffic. Yo, this is what he told me right before we got started. So out on the street, right, there's obviously there's meters, right? In LA, you can have a food truck and just pull up to a meter, pay the meter, and you can sit there and just sell whatever you want. Exactly. That does not sound real. In Atlanta, yes. that's illegal. Yes. So here, here, you get an annual permit. The permit here is like $1,200 a year. That's it. So you get a permit and you can just... If it's Los Angeles County, pull up wherever a car can park and you good. Pay the meeting. That's it. So if it's a concert, if it's, I don't know, a festival, if a car can park there, you could pull up and get busy. Get busy. That's crazy. Yep. You pull up and get busy. Yo, for anybody that's watching this, <laughs> if you are stuck in your city and you know you got good food, you can come out here and get a bag regardless. Yeah. That's crazy. There's Pull so up many, anywhere. Everywhere you, where, everywhere else you go, there's so many hoops to go through before you do so that. So many hoops, bro. Like even like Philly, you cannot do that. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's, it's way, the, the, the rules is way, way tighter. But here, man, like we just, like we got a cult following. So like we post a location, we just pulling up at the curb. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's it. Everybody show up. We we serve that happiness, bro. Make piss smiles on everybody's face and we gone. You get serve what I'm saying? I like it. that. Year two. Do you remember the revenue? Year two for Happy Ice. Uh did you have one still operating one truck? Yeah, that was operating one truck. I think we jumped up to probably like a half a million that year. Yeah. In a food truck. In a food truck. Yep. In one spot. One spot. We was actually two spots. We was coming here to Melrose and we was going down to Manchester Western. I think that's like the South Central area. Yep. Okay. We was there with, with a company called Blue Kitchen. Like we, we was turning it up. And then at that time, that's around the time when the uh, I had got the opportunity for the show that started coming. So we started- Black Ink. Uh, yeah. Okay. So how long you been on the show? Um, we just had two seasons, but our first season aired like three years ago. So oh, our second season just started coming out. So early. on your third year, no. Yeah, okay, it came your second year. Yeah. Do you think that was responsible for the jump? No, so so the Happy Ice already started blooming right right before the, the show came out. So I'm going to share one last numbers, and that's that's probably all I can <laughs> He's like, yo, get out of my business. <laughs> but like right before right before the show came out, we was doing like 60000 a month with each truck. I was doing 120 a month mm. with just with two trucks before the store even opened. And then the show came out, and it was like, it boosted probably like another 20%. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. Yeah. yeah. You ain't playing out here. Yeah. And and so we we really smashed it like hard that year and that was that was finally when i crossed a million dollars yeah. uh annual and then we've just been doing more and more since then congratulations yeah man. 
So, like, there's seasons, right? We have Happy Ice, obviously, it's a cold dessert. So, I'd imagine you sell more in the summer. Definitely. What about the winter time? The winter time is um, it's really when the company focuses a lot more on catering mm. um, because schools is still, you know, they in session now. So, so it's like, uh, you know, it don't, it don't, it slow down. But it, we still are staying busy, yeah. especially now because COVID is kind of like over. But like, of course, COVID last year, schools wasn't really hiring that much catering. Sure, sure. But now they back open. So like this winter, I'm sure it won't be as bad because once once we go down into the wintertime and the summer over, the school, the kids going back to school exactly. and now the schools is hiring us for all the different like pet rallies, all the different events, uh, just giving back to the teachers, giving back to the students, yeah. you know? It's just so amazing too that like the large majority of that money comes in the warmer months. Yeah. Which you could technically work in the summer and just take the whole winter off. Facts. This is Facts. Weird. That's not what we do. But That's not yeah. You could. You could. <laughs> we we definitely we focus on growth in the winter. Yeah. So like some people might take that as a time to go on vacation. I'm I'm probably working just as hard in the winter than I am in the summer because during the summer. We really focusing and paying attention to where we, where are we, where are we hitting the most at? What are we? What's bringing in the most revenue? What, what spiked this year? Like, what can we put more attention on and magnify to have a better year next year? And so, from all the data that we collect over the summer of of, of us doing great, uh, it helped us determine where we need to make an investment at. And so, during the winter time is when we buying that new truck and building that new truck to be ready for the next summer. Or we uh, hiring for to open up a new department. You get what I'm saying? Or we we doing different renovations. Or we doing menu. Uh, we investing into R and D and like trying out different flavorings and like stuff like that. So yeah. the uh, the winter can be just as busy as the summer for us with the corporate side. Crazy. All right. So and I had to apologize for the disrespect because I th- so there's a place called Rita's Water Ice up north. I think they have one in Atlanta too. Yeah, they but used anyway. to be out here too. They, they, they all shut down. You though. ain't shut them down, did you? I'm not going to say we shut them down. I'm just going to say they didn't figure it out and we did. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But yeah, it, it was, uh, I thought, I thought you kind of got the, re- the, the, the recipes or whatever, or you had a supplier and they just send the supplies, but right. you take me to the back and you got the mixing machine. Like you, you got big machines. Like you are creating these yeah, formulas off from scratch off from scratch, scratch off from scratch and uh you know i had a, a great mentor uh fred's water ice in philly that really you know just gave me the ropes you know what i'm saying like really took me out of the wing um i love to always give him his props because like he not only just gave me you know gave me the gem like dropped a lot of gems on me about the business and let me come inside of his corporation and learn how to do everything he also gave me like a crazy start like he uh he sold me the, my first machine and uh, all the ingredients and product I needed for three months for $6,500. Really? Yeah. And the machine itself, just so you can like understand how crazy that is, to buy one of the machines I got back there, one of those machines is 30 grand alone. Mm. So he sold me that machine and a product for 65 And that's really what got me off the ground out here. You know what I'm saying? Goodness. Yo, shout yeah. out to him, man. Yeah. Because you know, especially here in Philly too. Yeah, we Philly. were just talking about it, man. Philly ain't that type of city, man. Yeah. Philly is the city it's where rough. I keep, listen, I'm going to get what I can. I'm not necessarily about to help nobody else. Not all of Philly, but there's a different tone up there yeah. than really like the rest of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's like the city of brotherly love, but that's yeah. rare. Yeah, I say that. Rough. So shouts out to my man. It's rough. 
It's rough. Now, how long did you work with him? Oh, uh, Fred. I worked with him for I worked with Fred for probably like uh, two months, th two to three months. Um, and like, bro, he let me come in his establishment every day, just in and out of that joint. I'm like, I'm scooping water ice. I'm taking orders. I'm like making pizza pretzels. I'm in the back uh, helping with the ice. He got a wholesale section. I'm like helping with the wholesale, giving people their wholesale orders. And I know at the time, like people probably thought it was funny because I was a tattoo artist, but I was a popping tattoo artist in Philly. Mm -hmm. So like at the time I'm I'm all in a business in the front like taking orders and I know people noticing me like why the hell this tattoo get here like we got a job now he got a job it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Job now, right. and, I, and I know people probably was like bidding on me, but not knowing that I was in there getting the game. You feel mm. me? And now I know some people probably that saw me then was probably laughing, and now they probably like, oh, like this dude edited, really? Edited. Oh, Let's oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you good, yeah, you good, I know. I know people probably seeing it now like, oh, snaps, like boy, really. He really turned up like yeah, he was in there. I remember when he was scooping ice at Fred's yeah. on 50, even 54th Street. You get what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. So was your plan to learn how to do what he's doing and bring it out to L.A. or just what yeah. was the plan? Yeah. So once I had came out here to L.A., um, I was trying to find water ice the whole time, bro. Like we like water ice is a part of my like that's probably my bloodstream. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like coming from Philly. So. Coming out here, I was trying to find it the whole time and could never find it. And so uh, one time I came out and I had saw this food truck out front of the, the uh, tattoo shop I was at and it was branded super crazy, like like branded crazy, bro. Liquid nitrogen truck. Like when they would make the liquid, ni liquid nitrogen ice cream, it would be like smoke coming out of the oh, out of the truck. It was crazy. And like in that moment, that was my light bulb moment. Like, oh, snaps. Now I got water ice out here, but I can open, I can bring water ice out here like this. And uh, and yeah, bro. And like in that moment, I called my mom and was like, yo, mom, what if I bring water ice out here? And I was like, and I thought of the name. I'm like, what if I called it Happy Ice? You know what I'm saying? That would be a crazy experience. Really? Like, I'm like, I'm like happy. The experience of, of, of water ice, I can only remember happy memories as a kid with it. You know what I'm saying? Happy, that name is, 
happy is universal. Like every, no matter where you go in the world, they gotta, you know, uh, they they know happy and they know ice. So it's a universal name. And I was always thinking big from the beginning. And so that was my light bulb moment. But then five minutes later, after we hung up, my mom called back and was like, she was like, yo, nobody got the name Happy Ice. Go get it, go 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 get it in LA, go get it. Go So I'll go register for the name. And I went and did that, you get what I'm saying? That was the moment that it lives. And so from that moment right there, I was like, okay, I already took the steps of doing water ice, but I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, now I got to figure out how to actually make water <laughs> ice. Product. Yeah, and so sure. that's when I, so that's when I started. Happy ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you had to figure out the product. I had to figure out the product and how to make it then. And so that's when I started to call my family members. Cause... <laughs> nah, you good. You good? Good. We good. Uh, yeah, we good. Yeah. So that's when I had to like. That's so that's when I called one of my family members back home, my uncle Joey and my uncle Tony, that knew the guy Fred. They grew up with him, and they called him, and he just was like, "Oh, so you didn't know him? I didn't know him. They called him, and he just like tell him to come through. I got him." And I came through, bro. He had me. He wasn't lying. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, bro. Like, that's how you know, like, certain stuff is written and meant for certain people. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, but he have done that for anybody else like that? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? But he did it for me. So, in in this whole time, you're doing tattoos. You're making money from tattoos. Tattoos. Tattoos is how... So, you know how people say they live check by check? I was living tattoo by tattoo. Because I didn't even have all the money at the time to even start the company. So, I was tattooing and and every time I tattoo, I was putting the money into the trucks. And then I also had to pay my bills and I also had to eat. So, So, bro, I'm broke. Philly or here? Huh? Out here or in Philly? So, when I was trying to start the company and I was interning in Philly, I would tattoo when I went to Philly. And when I came back here, I would tattoo here also. I had to keep tattooing to stay alive. Ah, yeah, so I was tat, no matter where I was at, I was doing a tat to like pay for the truck and pay for everything I needed and still like be a human being and live, you know what I'm saying? So I was, it was a struggling period, a crazy struggling period, bro. Like, crazy. When like, you came out here, were you staying with somebody or like? Uh, so bro, when I came out here to LA, I didn't have, I, I can't, so just so you know, like I really came out to LA because of the passing of my brother. You know what I'm saying? So like my brother, I got his name tatted, uh, TBK right here and CBK on my neck. Um, it's for my brother, college boy Kev. He had passed away. Uh, in Philly. Yeah, in Philly. Yup. April 29th, 2015. Never forget it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was the first person in my family to graduate from my major college. And it was crazy. And, but he passed a week before graduation. Mm. And so like, it was so much pain that I was going through that I wanted to do something crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I didn't care about nothing. I just like, man, I'm doing whatever. And so one of the crazy things I did was just move out here. I was like, man, I'm moving to LA. This is one of my jobs, I'm moving. So I just randomly, boom, up and went. My mom was like, go ahead. She let me go. So when I came out here, I had one friend that lived in Calabasas, way too far from everything that was going on. Yeah. And so after like three weeks of traveling up and back, because I was at a tattoo shop right here on Melrose, um, it was just, it was $150 a day in Uber. Like, bro, I can't afford that. So I started sleeping in the shop. So I would sleep three days in a tattoo shop right down the street from here. I would sleep three days there, then go up there and take a shower, then come back down and do it all over again. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So three to four days, I would sleep in that tattoo shop. Hold on, you sleep there for three days, then go take a shower? Yeah. Every three days, Yeah, I'm thugging it for three days, bro. So I would, I would just 
do my best to like not have not have my underarms balling or nothing. You feel me? Like I hit the bathroom, wipe them joints down. You know what I'm saying? I was thugging, and, and no, wow. and the thing is, the, the thing is, I wasn't even tripping because I moved to a place where nobody knew who I was. Thank you. I nobody knew who I was out here, so it wasn't really a big deal. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you back home and you like walking past all your homies with the same shit on every day, they like, bro, go watch that. But out here, I'm barely seeing the same person twice. It's like they don't know me. They like. They don't know me from a can of paint. Yeah. I'm just walking past people, yeah. you feel me? So it's cool. I, I miss those days, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where nobody really knew who I was. What you miss about them? I just miss, I just miss just being able to like, I, I miss, I just miss the freedom of like nobody knowing you are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's a different type of freedom, just certain things that you can do then that I really can't do now. Like right now I can't really go sit at a location all day, every day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just not, it's not, it's not smart of me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to, you know, it's just, you know, it's crazy. I was I was telling somebody, I think I was uh, telling my morning meetup group that um, people who haven't yet accomplished their dream are in a better space than people who have. What? Because Bro. like you got something to hope for. Like you Bro. think, like you don't know what is in store, but you're like, yo, one day when I get there, it's going to just be a better life. I'm just going to be able to do whatever I want. But sometimes you get there and you like, like you get to the top of a mountain and realize you're at the bottom of another mountain. And yeah. it's like, yo, we just, we just grind it. And it stops becoming about like, yo, let me get to the dream. But it's like, I just gotta keep up and keep working. What do you, what do you think about that? Bro? I think that for sure, I tell my friends all the time, like when you say that, bro, that like hit my, cause I, I preach that to my friends all the time. Be like, bro, why you don't got nothing going on, bro. You gotta understand that right now you have the best thing ever. You have time. You have time that people that already like got something going don't have. You know what I'm saying? Like I wake up every day and when these doors open, it's customers coming through every day. Mm -hmm. This thing is working already. <laughs> so now I don't have the time to read a book as much as I used to used to. I don't have time to study the craft as much as I used to. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, now I done got something going. It's like, I just got less time. And so I tell them, I'm like, look, bro, read those books right now. Really prepare yourself mentally. Take a course, take a take a finance course. You know what I'm saying? An economic course. Read a book about this. Get your mindset right. Like do all the things that that I started doing after I got in the business. So a lot of a lot of the knowledge I got today came from making big mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I wish I would have was I wish I was and I started reading the books after I made the mistakes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if I made a, a, a if I made a mistake with with any type of money or taxes, now I made the mistake. I done blew I done messed up 50,000 and now I'm trying to read a book on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And now and now I learn. Like you so I tell them like, "Bro, read now, get that education now so that way you can avoid all these different mistakes." You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Cuz yeah. it hurt. It hurt, bro. It hurt when you make a, a a big money mistake and you go read a book and your mistake is right there written for you. Right. And you like right. you like, "Damn, why didn't you read this, John?" And, and talking about it. Right. I ain't read this, John. You know what I'm saying? Like right. right. And so, yeah, so I, you gotta use, they gotta use, people gotta use that time wisely, bro. Yeah. Like when you're in that space, use that time wisely. That's a bar. Y'all, I was gonna ask too, right? So we're in LA and I see like the rainbows. Right. Is that intentional? Because LA is a big population of uh, kind of like the LGBT or, cause I could imagine there's rainbows everywhere in this joint. I can imagine it would draw in a demographic that, like that's their representation. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. No, I get you. Was that intentional? No, it wasn't. No? It wasn't intentional. Um, 
the rainbows really just came from our most popular item that we sell here called the rainbow rocket. Mm. So the rainbow rocket is a mixture of every single flavor yeah. that we have on a menu. And it's literally like a rainbow in a cup. And so that was the, that, the rainbow rocket was the item that actually blew happy ice up. Wow. So if you ever check like our Instagram, you'll see the rainbow rocket all over it. And that's what went viral that really took us out of here. Mm. So when people like the, the, the viralness of the product would get people to the front door, but the taste of the product is what, is what got us keep going and what got us growing. Got it. Like I was just talking to my man and I saw the, the black owned. I'm like, yo, that's fire. Yeah. It's the rainbow. And I live in Atlanta and it would... It would they would mistake, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it would be a you wear a rainbow in Atlanta, it says, I am this. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, dang, that's hard. I was like, I'd have to rock the blue one. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's dope though, man. So in terms of like your transition from truck to store, because you had a food truck, then you got a second truck and then you got a store, or exactly. That was it. Yeah. Two food trucks. Yeah. And then you got a store. It seems like though, well, I mean, that was stationary too, but it seems like the store is the same thing as a food truck, just not as flexible. Yeah, the store is actually what we needed, though. The store is because we use the store as the headquarters. So once we started to legitimizes have... Legitimizes the business? Huh? Legitimizes the business? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I can tell the story now, bro. But, like, when we first started, bro, like, I was thugging you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know that little picture where it got, like, Amazon guy in the front of the garage right, right. and all that? You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah, like in, in five years, when I turn this into a $100, $200 million business, I'm going to have to, they're going to have to add me to that joint because, <laughs> so when we first started Happy Ice, I knew that I needed somewhere to make the product. So I had found a townhome in Van Nuys, and it was a three-story Where's joint. That? Van Nuys is in a valley near North Hollywood. Okay. And so I had found a, a townhome in, in the garage, bro, is where I basically set up a whole laboratory. You know what I'm saying? It was like a garage and it had a door and an office. Yeah. Yeah, well, not an office, but you like the part where you would like normally pit your washer and dryer. Yeah. We <laughs> we turned that area into like an office space where cups and all that. And then the garage, we had the garage as like where we made the product. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. 
By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. And that's how we was thugging for the first year or two. You get what I'm saying? You make it there, load up the truck. Bro, and then- we was pulling the truck up to the driveway at the crib. Loading it up with ice, pulling off, like, neighbors complain. It was whatever, bro. We was making ice in the middle of the night, all that stuff, bro. And, like, when we first started, we didn't even know really what business hours was. We was, like, we was mocking somebody, uh, the store next door business hours, 10 to 10. So, me and my wife, we had to wake up at 7 in the morning every day, get down here to get a parking spot, you feel me? And we was working the truck. From 10 to 10, 12 hours, get back. I got to make flavors. She's stickering cups with her hand. We going off like three hours every day, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and her really was grinding. Like, that's why for sure, I, 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 she's the only person ever I I would ever, like, spend the rest of my life with, for sure. Like, Mm. she was in a, she was in the trenches with me, bro. Like, we was really off of three hours every day grinding and really built something that's, like, for real now. Like, this is a real thing, you know? I feel like I'm talking to Ray Kroc. Feel like I'm interviewing Ray Kroc before <laughs> McDonald's. You feel because <laughs> your vision is so big, and just talking to you and uh, about the business and the concept, it's like you get it. Yeah. Like yo, you just know where you're going. Because I asked earlier, because this is this a grind. You're like yo, I'm grinding. Like I'm in here. Like we got trucks on the road. Got to make sure it's cool. And I'm coming from like a digital space where I, my goal is to, like, not have to really do much. You know what I mean? To make the money. But you're like, yo, I'm just, I'm I'm right there to where I generational wealth. Yeah, right there. Right there, bro. It's like, you What's, feel it. What does it feel like? It's more, it's like, it's a, it's a feeling, it's the feeling of God, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, you, you, it's, you, you'll never mistake it. You know what I'm saying? You'll never mistake it. I'm telling you, like my, my, my partner, my partner, we was, before the year started, like my wife, I told her, I said, I've never been the guy ever to be like, every year come around New Year's, oh, this is my year. Never was that guy. Because mm-hmm. I knew what reality was. I knew that I had, I know that uh, skill is more important than being hardworking. Because you can work as hard as you want. If you ain't got the skill, what you doing? You do, you wasting your time. It's like a person that, a person saying they, they, they could work as hard as they want trying to build a, a, a fix an engine. Bro, you ain't got the skill to fix an engine. You're yeah. going to sit there and just play around all day. Yeah. And so I knew that I wasn't skilled enough yet. But I walked in, I came into this year and I was educated. I made so many uh, mistakes already just in the business. And like I learned from my read books on it, took courses, did all these different things. It's like now my now I wasn't just a visionary. Mm-hmm. I was a visionary and a, and a CEO now. Like yeah. I had the skill of it. And then I knew the world was opening back up. And like, I don't know what feeling it was, but I was telling her, I was like, I'm actually like, I'm ready for success this year. Yeah. Like if success come, I'm ready for it. And I'm like, it's coming. You weren't you know ready what I'm before. Saying? I wasn't ready before. I'm happy that things is happening the way it's happening because I'm ready for it now. Mm. It was, it's perfect timing. Yeah. And so I was speaking that into existence and I just felt it. I knew it. I knew that was God in me telling me that. Mm. And like, I was telling my partner the same thing and we was started, we was talking. I'm going to tell you the story. We was talking on a way to a meeting to talk about somebody helping us to franchise the company. And I was, and he was asking me like, "Yo, what, what we, what do you really want out of this year?" I was like, "I was like, yo, the biggest thing that could happen for us if we like come do a partnership with Disney, 
You get what I'm saying? Mm. I, I swear to God on my brother, bro, on CBK, I swear to God, I said it to him, if we can do Disney. I said, if we can do Disney, that will open up the doors for us to get in every amusement park worldwide and smash Dippin' Dots. Like, Dippin' Dots need to be replaced. You covered that Dippin' Dots. Let's and so, go. and so, I said that to my, I said that to him on the drive. No lie to you, bro. Two weeks later, uh, I went into an email that I wasn't really going into. It was on our website, info.happyisolate.com. I wasn't really going into it. I went into it in the middle of the night, and right at the top, bro, was Disney asking us about bringing a food truck inside of Disneyland for for activation. Unbelievable. And I'm like, literally at that moment, I'm sending my, I sent my friend, I'm like, bro, bro, I just spoke this to you, and it's happening. And I'm like, I told you, it's time. I told you it's time. Right now it's time. I'm telling you, I felt it in my gut. Mm. And like, you know what I'm saying? And when you when you following when you following your passion, bro, like, and when you when you on a journey that you're supposed to be on, only you can get that feeling. And I and I'm getting it. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's meant for me. Golly. So what about the person? Because me and my partner, we have we have the argument all day long about the manifestation. And she's like, yo, manifestation, you can just manifest stuff. And I'm like, yo, you just He's worked for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what about the person who they keep saying it, they keep talking about it, and it's just not happening? And they're working, right? So And they working? And they working. Bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. You gotta, you gotta, that's the that's the other part about so they might, they might, they might manifest, they might work hard, but they might not be a visionary. Mm. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I had the visionary without the skill of a CEO. And so I now my skills have caught up with my with me being a visionary. Being a visionary is, is always being able to have a pulse on what's, what's the next thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know it's going to be cool. You know what I'm saying? In my market, I know it's going to be cool in my industry. I know it was good visually to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you a visionary. It's a lot of people that, that, that try to do what you did, but they didn't know exactly how... How to, how to actually get people to accept it. Like they didn't know how to deliver it to people. Yeah. I knew how to deliver it. You know, water ice been around. Yeah. I just delivered it different. I knew it, I had a different vision for it. I had a bigger vision than anybody else that ever had it. You know what I'm saying? Is that one company still open? The one you saw with the little hydraulic ice? They not, they, they not. not, they not. And that's funny that I just told somebody, I said, because they inspired me so much to do this, I'm gonna go and buy that company one day. Yo, you just can't to be, have them out yo, here. Yeah, you out here eating everybody lunch. You know what I mean? You no, no, LA, no. You I'm, LA, I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm saying it in a way of like, bro, they inspire. I think they, I really think they not doing much because it just how, like, basically what they was doing was so time consuming. I think the profit margin just wasn't as big. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I would just, I would, I would go buy that company just so they would never, so they don't never close down. Like I don't want it to close down because they like, inspired because they inspired me. Like don't close down. You're not allowed to close down. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like y'all have to always be open so I can always come here and take people to y'all truck to say these people inspired right. me. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't close. <laughs> Yo, you know what's what's your most genius idea, or maybe not most, but what's one idea you had and you're like, yo. This is how this is going to be the best thing for me to do in terms of marketing the brand. Like, cause we all have these marketing ideas. The like, give me like one idea. You was like, yo, this is what we're going to do, and it worked out. The biggest idea, the the thing that probably one of my greatest ideas um, for marketing was when I came out here to LA. I noticed that everybody was just popping a truck up everywhere. Yeah. So we would like wake up and we would post like, oh, we going to this location. 
or we go into that location and we just pop up and post all the time, right? And like, I don't remember who exactly it was or what exactly happened at the moment, but I just remember seeing something and I was like, what if I turn my, what if I act like my truck was a person? What if my, what if I act like my truck was a rapper or a superstar and took it on tour and like built tour merch and everything around it? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, like, like this is like Lil Wayne going on tour and my, my truck is Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? And so I threw the idea out there on Instagram and I, and I, and I committed to it. So I, so I did the same thing with the tour like I did with the with Happy Ice, like how I got the name and all that first before knowing anything. I threw out tour dates uh, that, the, wow. that we was going to go on before I even had the locations, before I even had the logistics figured out. And I, and I, and I, people went through that journey with me. 20 days, I was like, I got 20 days to figure this out. And so in 20 days, I figured out a tour. And I, and so, and I took people through the journey. I was posting like me contacting these people, me contacting these people, you get what I'm saying? And, and bro, what happened, the craziest thing was, is that I had all the locations set up where I wanted to go and I was about to post it. And then like, in like 10 days or eight days before the tour is supposed to happen in that 20 day mark, um, a mall company hit me up that had a mall in every city that I wanted to go to. So now we just became super official. So now we going to the gallery. So now my tour became a joint. We was going to all the different galleries, all the different outlets. And sure enough, bro, the tour started. The first day we went out there, bro, we was rock stars. It really <laughs> felt like we was Little Wayne, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because we would pull up, we would pull up to the uh, to the malls, and we'll already be a line of a hundred people. Yeah. And when we would pull up, I got recordings and everything. I couldn't believe it. We would pull up, and they would be like clapping and like yelling, like ah. And so we was the first people, bro. I'm telling you, I know nobody ever did it like we did it. We went mm. on tour with our truck, and we did the whole Southern California. We went to Vegas. We went to the, uh, the fashion fashion show in Vegas. They put our uh, Happy Ice logo on tour on all the billboards wow. on the strip. It was wild, Goodness. bro. I'm talking like, yeah. I'm so glad you said this, because being my man life, we were just having this conversation about like talent. Like you can have an immense talent, like someone that's really, really good. Water Ice could be amazing, best food in the world. But you got to have somebody on the team who just sees stuff. Yeah. Like that just sees it. like. Like the examples, like Ray Kroc, the burgers were really, really good, right? But he just walk around and see something like, yo, I, I, I like this system you got going on. Just burgers and fries. Yeah. The name, McDonald's. I like that. Like yep. the strategy. Like, y'all gonna find other yep. people to do it. Yeah. And I think some of us have like such an amazing product or talent or ability, but we don't have that vision. Yeah. Not that we don't have a vision. But the ability to see what everybody can't see in a creative way. Yeah, and then the other the other big part in being a visionary is actually believing that you are one and believing in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because some people got the vision. Cause I and the reason why I know that is because sometimes I've done it to myself. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like I I felt something would be the right thing to do, and then I would ask so many other people how they felt about it, and I would let. Like what they said, like talk me out of like on, the man. confidence that I had and what I thought. You get what I'm saying? And the thing about oh. the thing about the visionary and anything else is timing is really everything. Like you can't miss that moment. Like if you feel something in your gut, you gotta hit it when you think it because it's it's other things that's gonna happen after that that's already waiting on you to start. Like your starting point is supposed to start at a certain time. If you start yeah. at that certain time, it's something that's supposed to happen a month later. 
that's going to happen if you start when you're supposed to. But if you don't start when you're supposed to, then you miss that. It's always when you miss the window as an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And it's so crazy because I feel convicted now too because it's I and I have those ideas that easily I can move on and then I just don't because if you talk to somebody, yeah. you're like, well, how's that going to work out? They scare you. And it's like, you got you to just be one of them people that's like, I believe. You get what I'm saying? I got, I believe. And like, you know, and you got to just. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal 
go for it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta just go for it. What advice do you give to the super talented person? Because I, because I believe sometimes not everybody who has the talent or the ability just is they're they're not gifted in that creative marketing way, right? So my advice would be to find someone who thinks like that, who can see the big picture. So what would you say to somebody who's really, really talented, great product, but no matter what they do, just, their brain isn't wired that way? What advice would you give? I would say um, that's where, that's where you, like you said, bro, like, honestly, you already answered it. Because you, you can't gotta, explain how you come up with this yeah, stuff, Yeah, right? like, you got you to gotta just, you got to try and find you gotta you gotta find somebody that that does see it but not not to go off your question um but if you if you got something that you very good at and you actually got a good idea because remember the good idea is everything because you could work hard as hard as you want if, the, yeah. if you got if you working hard at a bad idea it's just a bad idea bro it's sure. never got nothing to do with your talent or how smart you are you just you just dedicated <laughs> to the wrong thing right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? so the bad. idea is that's the first thing you got to get but the other thing is it's like and this is for and this one really is for all entrepreneurs because a lot of people be asking like like how how can i get my brand off the ground how how can i get people to receive it better and so my number one thing to people is like all right, you got a business page, you got a regular page. When people are on your business page, they see a business, what they see when they go on your regular page? You know what I'm saying? How much of a journey are you taking people through? Mm. Because the number one thing that people support today is not the product, they support the passion. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, if you passionate about your thing and you out there and you striving every day, people buy into you and they buy into your product. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people not really not really as passionate about their product, but they want people to buy it. Like yeah. how you how you want people to buy it and you not and you don't feel that good about it yeah. and we can tell because you're not promoting it every day you're not wearing it you're not you're not eating it you're not drinking it you're mm-hmm. not you feel me you're not a savage about your stuff yeah. you know what I'm saying so why they why would they be that way you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and so like people gotta become more passionate I think today people are if you really think about anything even like I said I can always re- refer to you. People are supporting you because they see your passion in it. You know what I'm saying? Like that you passionate about what you do. And it yeah. shows in a in a way that you move, in a way that you work. Yeah. And that's why they buy into it. That's a piece of why they buy into it. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you about like team or organizational structure. Do you have somebody right now that maybe you're grooming to take your spot or to be able to uh, like run the next franchise? Or are you still perfecting it yourself? Or how do you right. how do you how do you or you or you just hire people to kind of just execute on? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm still a small business owner. So right now, to answer the first question, I'm definitely hiring people to replace, to take certain hats off my head. You know what I'm saying? Like I got, I'm still wearing uh, a lot, a lot more hats than just a CEO hat. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm, so to answer your question, like, you know, I'm always hiring to replace myself. Yeah. With everything that I do. You know what I'm saying? I always want whoever I hire to be as good as I am at it. And I actually want to hire people that's better than me at certain things. So if you in operations, I want my operations person to be better than me at operations. Like the goal is to have people surrounding me that's better than me and whatever they're doing, period. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I would love to just be the guy that has the vision and then I got a people around me that execute it because that's really that's really who wins. The mm-hmm. people that win is the people that got the better team. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because a, 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 a good team can make a, meteor, medi- a mediocre product go crazy. But a bad team can make a fire product go down real sure. quick. You get what I'm saying? Let me ask you this. 
is it easier to find super talented people or is it easier to train super talented people? Uh, or if you're going to find a let, Let's take easy out of both of them because neither one of them is easy. Neither one's easy. Neither one of them is easy. Would you rather find a leader that's already a leader or spend time training someone to be a leader? <laughs> Look, I'm going to give you... The, the simple answer, and then I'm going to give you a reality answer. Get some. All right. So the simple answer is I definitely want to hire somebody that already got the skill and they can come right, right. on board and get right to it. <laughs> right. Yeah, every time. Right. And what business owner, it, you will be a, a bad business owner or CEO to even do the opposite of that, mm. right? Because if if you can do that, then you can grow faster, right? The, the goal is growth and like becoming more financially and getting your company to be successful. Mm. So that's the best way to go. Is that the way that it normally goes, though? No, that's not the way that it really goes. If if it was that easy, everybody would be successful. You know what I'm saying? So what it comes down to is really uh, being a CEO that really is able to give people direction, really uh, show people the vision, whereas that they buy into it, really let them know their roles and responsibilities and hold them accountable to it. You feel me? As a CEO, you got to have those meetings every week, every other day, whatever whatever your schedule is to see where have this was the goal. Where are we at with that goal? You get what I'm saying? And then you gotta be the, and you gotta be on top of that too, because another mistake you can you can make is having the wrong person in the organization too long. I made that mistake before. You get what I'm saying? I had the wrong person in the organization too long, and so they cost you two ways. They cost you because you paying them, and they cost you more from the mistakes that they making. So you pay two times <laughs> for that sure. person. So it's better to get them out as quick as yeah. possible. In my experience, I found sometimes. It's it it's even tougher to find somebody that has already been successful in an area to be on your team because they may do things that work for how they were doing and, and it becomes like an arrogance thing. Ah, you know what I mean? Yes, for Versus sure. Versus finding somebody because you could just teach somebody from the for very sure. beginning. Yo, do it this way, do it that way, do it that way, do it that way, and once they start adopting your ideology and your thought process. It's a lot easier to guide them. Yeah. But sometimes it's like you pay them and they come in. One, they're more expensive, but two, yeah. it comes with a certain arrogance. And like yeah. you don't even understand our company culture just yet. Yeah. You know but what that's I mean? that's a so what you're talking about though is another thing that can that can you can't get rid of it, but you can minimize the mistake with the skill of interviewing. There is a skill mm. to interviewing, bro. There is a skill to that. Yeah. That's why it's literally businesses out here that are that that are literally recruiting companies because yeah. they've perfected and they and they they perfected the skill of interviewing people. Yeah. They know how to weed out. Oh, this person they really BSing or mm-hmm. oh, this person oh they 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 got you know they were able to get deep in depth about depth about like you know what the topic was mm-hmm. and really give you real scenarios where you know they wasn't lying. So it's the skill of interviewing. Mm-hmm. If the better you get with that, the better you're able to find a good people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I like that. I like that. First off, are you looking for investors? Am I looking for investors? Look, I'm always, I'm all, it's always going to be investment periods coming up. I'm not in an investment uh, uh, round right now, like where I'm about to do that. But probably at the end of the year, I will be at that point for sure. Did you go through that already? I went through one investment phase. So, okay. So, so talk to me about that. Like, like, what did you, what were you raising money for? I didn't. Did you sell off some of your company? Yeah, I sell some of my company. I, I, uh, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I wasn't looking for an investor when I got an investor. Um, 
it happened organically as hell. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was parked right here in the truck and my investor just was somebody that, uh, you know, walking down the block as a regular customer, bro. And really, yeah, he came here with his family, his daughter and some out of town friends. And um, he tried the product and I wasn't on the truck at the time, but he just told me the story. And he was like, you know, he tried a product and he looked at everybody else he was with and was like, is this as good? as it is to y'all like it is to me. And he said, everybody was like, yeah. And it was like, he was like, everybody else was like, hey. and he was like, he was like, man, we got to have this at our bar mitzvah coming up. So. Oh, he was Jewish. Yeah. So oh, they got out. So, so he got, so he got the, our business card and contacted us to be at the bar mitzvah like in the next two weeks. And this is the first time, this one we was super small and new. Um, the first time we ever got a catering for like three grand. It's like with a three grand catering. So we he was like, like <laughs> oh, we never made three grand before. So we pull up at the crib. You get what I'm saying? Big ass crib. Give me that edit version. Oh, you good? Which one? Where at? <laughs> no, no, just without the curse. What, what, what I curse? You said you pulled up to the, oh, yeah. To the crib. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we pulled up to his crib. Super nice house, bro. Super big. Uh, and we go to set up and we notice like all the biggest brands is there. You know what I'm saying? He what had you mean? Shake Shack there, catering. Really? Like at his he, house? Yes, at his house, bro. Like I didn't even know they did catering. Um, but yeah, they all there in the back joint, real griddles, you know, like, yeah. So we like the only small company in that joint. You know what I'm saying? But we a hit. Everybody loves us. And like I said, you know, I came out here, you know, from nothing, bro. So like everything that I like, one thing you'll learn about, you know, you'll know about me, it's like, I'm grateful for everything, bro. So like in that moment, I'm just like so grateful, just looking around, just saying thank you to everybody. And so at the end of the party, I go find him. I'm like, man, I gotta find this dude. I just wanna tell him thank house. you, yes. I'm like, I gotta go find him. So like, cause you know, he booked us through like a a, a, a party planner. Yeah. So I never met him, mm -hmm. but I just knew that he booked this. I'm like, I'm gonna find that guy. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I remember when he came over to order his ice cream, I'm like, all right, I know his face now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember mm -hmm. that. So at the end of the party, I find him. He had the, his back door at the crib and I'm like, Yo, man, what's up? I was like, I was like, man, I'm the owner of Happy Ice, bro. I just want to say thank you for bringing this out. I'm grateful. I appreciate you, man. And that's that's really all I came to say. Thank you for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, look, I love your product. He was like, it's amazing. He was like, look, man, I don't know what you got going on. If you're looking for investors, if you want to invest here, but I just want to let you know, I love your product so much. I would love to put a little fuel to your fire, whatever, you know, you should mm. let me know. He's like, and, I, and I'm down. And so I took his car. And um, it was just organic, bro. And I met with him and, you know, we just, we hit it off. Like basically like we was finishing each other's sentences. Like when we was in a meeting, like we was wow. talking about like, how I wanted to change this about the company. And he was like, he threw me his idea. I'm like, bro, I was thinking that same thing. And I threw on, he was like, bro, he was like, <laughs> like dude, like, right. I'm like, I'm like, man, look, this could work out. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, and we, we signed a deal on February 14th, 2019. Valentine's Day. It was a love day in the area, I guess. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, bro. And like from there, that's when, uh, you know, I just started to to work on a growth strategy for the company. Mm -hmm. And so we still in that phase, you know, COVID hit us super hard. Yeah. Weird, I don't know. I signed a deal uh, February 2019. We started working on a growth strategy, then boom, COVID hit us. And then, mm -hmm. and so now I'm excited about us now being back to regular and like really about to take off, you know? Yeah. Um uh, not like specifics, but um, did you value your company at a certain no. number? There was no valuation. I did not do that properly. Right. I went in there on some straight 
<laughs> gangster Philly. stuff, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how much bread? I need how this <laughs> for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even know, I didn't even know what evaluation was. I didn't know, like, I didn't know that there was a such thing at that time as like, oh, these companies uh sell for this X of you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like because tech companies sell for a certain X amount when they sell. Yeah. Uh food industry companies sell for about like six or seven X right now. Like that's the average. So like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know none of that back then. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What you're making. Six or seven X of profit. Gotcha. It's either six or seven X of profit or it's uh, two to three X of revenue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that back then. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I'm not going to lie. As somebody that really structured, that that negotiated a deal by themselves, now that I do know that, I actually negotiated a good deal back then. Really? And I see why, I, I, you know, we both were stressed in the deal making part. But we ended up working it out, you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, bro, like, you know, my partner I got today, bro, like he's he's super solid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like I like him a lot also because like he's super blunt, you know what I'm saying? Just about he's just real, you know what I'm saying? Like one thing about him, like some people like probably couldn't deal with him because of how honest he is, but like at least you know what you're getting with him. And he like he tried to like let you know about things ahead of time, you know, he gave me everything from a different perspective than where I come from. And like, I really, I, you know, I just appreciate that about what him. What world is he from? Like, where uh, did he make his money? He made his money in tech. So basically Ooh. the company he had um, was the second largest company uh, in, a, in what he was doing. So what he did was, it's like when you got an iPhone, right? And, uh, you know, all the stuff in the inside, like all the chips and all, like all the stuff in here got to be tested before it go to market. Right. He had the company that tested, tested all the stuff Dang. before it went to market. And he was the second biggest in it. And he really? sold his company. He grew it. And he sold it for four hundred and sixty million. Yeah. Yep. Yo, first off, being connected with somebody like that. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the reasons why I did it. Just because, like, I know that he, even though he wasn't in the food industry, he understands what scaling is. You know what mm. I'm saying? So he probably actually sees it even bigger oh, than you. What? Like, you probably like food truck in a store. He like what? No, nah, he been big. Like he been thinking big. He he. So uh, one of the things he want to do. That was his main focus from the moment we first started. Is he want to take over retail? He wants us to be in every supermarket worldwide. Like that's that's one thing that um, we gonna hit, and he might even be a part of spearheading it. But that was what he saw from day one. Did did you originally see that big, or like being around him having that type of business partner expanded your vision, or were you already there? Um, I I always thought big. Remember with the name, I always thought worldwide with it. I was like, this is a worldwide name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I bro, I couldn't believe it when I found out that nobody trademarked it. When I saw that <laughs> it was like available for trademark, I'm like, how did nobody grab Happy Ice? Like even people that's like selling ice to bars or something. Like yeah. why didn't they take that name? You right, know what I'm right. saying? Like, but it was available, bro, and like. Um, one of the best things he did for me, I was mad at him at the time, to be honest with you, because we spent like 60 grand on it. And I'm like, bro, we spent 60 grand on this? Like, he trademarked our, our name worldwide. So like, I done got my trademarks from China and Asia and all these other shit. And it's like, at the time, like, bro, we spent 60 grand on trademarks, but now I understand it because yeah. like, it was time to do that. 
And I'm happy he did it because Happy X blasted off so quick as far as like exposure that if we didn't do that, I'm sure it probably have been somebody by now that would have snatched that over and like Dubai or somebody now. You get what I'm saying? But no, we got it locked down everywhere. Yo, that's the proximity is so important, bro. Because if he sold a company for 460 million, his 60,000 is, yo, why wouldn't we just get the whole world? world 60,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But from our perspective, we like 60,000. <laughs> bro, hold up. <laughs> I'm saying, a down payment on another truck. What you know? <laughs> I don't get no trademark right now worldwide. I'm cool in the US. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get to talk to him often? Do you talk? Yeah, all the time. No, he like, he not, he not, he not like a normal investor, bro. Like, he's like, he's somebody I can talk to all the time. I don't sign no contracts without him. You get what I'm saying? Like, cause he uh he also he went to he he practiced law, so he did everything. So yeah. he oh, wow. he can be a lawyer if he wants to, but he started his business and never had to yeah. do it. Um so I sent him all our contracts, he look it over, you feel me, make sure everything good, send me back what he think. I send it in, you know what I'm saying? So like we talk about expansion, everything, bro. I talk to him about everything, you feel me? Like I go to his crib, I'm cool with his kids, like all that. We like we family, we not even like on those like investor. You know, like that stuff, you know what I'm saying? That's lit, man. Yeah. Yo, did we um, did we miss anything? Did we t- anything we didn't talk about? Like, this joint was right. fire. <laughs> yeah, this interview was fire. Did we miss anything? Is there something I didn't ask you? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Have you tasted it? Yes. Can I? Can it? Yeah. I I need some. Yeah. Let me. When did I introduce ice cream? Yeah. Yeah. So I introduced our ice cream. I introduced the ice cream to Happy Ice on at the grand opening. So June 20th, 2020. Since then, I have like I had like three different versions of it. But the one we got now is game changing, bro. You talking about the custard, like the ice cream? Game changing. All right, so it's game so, changing. It's yeah. oat milk, it's oat milk soft serve. So it's not real milk. Oat milk. Oat milk, bro. Oat milk, with, but doing? it got the texture and everything of like ice cream, bro. It got like the, oh my god, the flavor. People come, bro. I don't, you ain't even been paying attention, but it been people that just been leaving out here with just soft serve, because the soft serve is so good. We got people driving from everywhere just to get soft serve, bro. Like, uh, yeah. and, and I'm gonna I'm have her surprise me. Whatever your best flavor is, I need. What do you call it? I call so you with the about, ice cream and in, in uh, water ice. We call it, so it's gelati in Philly. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you still call it gelati? We don't, we call it, so you order whatever you want, you can add a soft, you can add a soft top. We call it a soft top, soft you can top. add a soft top to it. Yeah. <laughs> I love this, man, I yep. love this, bro. Yeah. yeah. So you're really proud of your product, man. Bro, I'm hella proud of my product. And I know it's, I know we about to do some crazy things, bro. Like I'm in this for the long haul. Yeah. Like I, I, I want to be, a, like I don't even, like I know we could, somebody will probably try and buy us in the next couple of years, but. Like, if it ain't no crazy number, I'm denying it because I, I can see myself, I can see the company in 10 years already. Like, mm. in 10 years, like, I'm in this for the 10-year haul. I'm not no short-term dude. Like, yeah. I'm excited to grind, grind this out for another 10 yeah. and, like, see us just really take over, you know? Like, really introduce people to something different. Like, you know, it's not it's not just a product, bro. It's a full experience. Like, if you look at this store, like the service, like you feel me, the way that we, the way that we do our customer service, the way we do our product, the way we present our product, you know what I'm saying? The way we cater, the way we go out to different events, like we just, it's totally different, bro. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I'm excited to really see it like spread all over the world, you know? I love it. Excuse me, y'all, is, it, is this your first time here? Your second? You, you just had it yesterday. 
He came right back. Is, is it is it is it that thing right there? Is it good like that? All right, see that. Okay, I need. Yo, ask her. I need some. Uh, I need something with a soft top. With a soft top. Yeah, get him a. Uh, I don't care what flavor it is. Get him a, a a time machine with a soft top. Time machine. What's that? What's the time machine? Like you want a time machine? What's the time machine? Cherry mango pineapple. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Your uh, what do you think? Right now. Make sure make sure it's a full cup for him, y'all. <laughs> Myra, Myra, make sure it's a full cup. Make a fresh cup. Yeah, yeah, large. Make him a large Ooh, of it. That looks fire. Okay. Make him a large of it. <laughs> Yo, so every um, everybody uh, like that that I interview, like when we see the business, everything is growing and doing something right. But I want to know what would be one thing about you that if you don't fix it or you don't improve on, all this could go away. What's one thing that you gotta, I'm talking about like right now. That's tough. Um, can I give you something like before? Because right, nah, I, right now, I made all my, I made all my, I feel like I made all my- No way. Bro, bro, I made so many mistakes, bro. <laughs> I made so many mistakes, bro. That like, there's man. something. There's something that yo, and this is just what I believe, right? That yes, timing is super important, but we are not where we're going to be because not just time. It's something about us that we haven't yet um, perfected, or there's something. If we were the perfect CEO, not the perfect one, right? I can definitely improve on yeah. stuff. So, give, but give I don't me, think it's that nothing thing. that today that would be detrimental. Is what I'm saying. No, no. You sure? Not detrimental. Something that could be restricted. So it could be. I know one of mine. One of mine. I am a micromanager because I don't know the balance between not getting something right, thank you, the like letting something go that's not right. So earlier today, Ooh. right? This joint looks crazy. Bro, it's different, bro. <laughs> that's that's the ice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this is with the mid midnight train. Ooh, you got Sprite in this joint or something? <laughs> this joint's tangy. It's on fire. And the soft, uh, that's the soft top. That's the oat milk saucer. So mean is, that means it's vegan. So it's no dairy in there. There's no dairy. No dairy, bro. Do you are you catching the texture? I am super lactose. Are you, catch, are you catching no it? No way. No, no, no. Did you see how you just pull that up in the creamy? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. No dairy. From scratch, I make that in the back too. This one's wild. right. Right where you saw. Right where you saw the other machine, I make that sauce serve from scratch in mm. the back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you did your thing. Yeah, you did your thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, my, my thing is, I'm trying to find a balance between, so earlier today, we were, we were recording, and Mark, I can talk, I can say you, you know, okay, Mark, so Mark, he's looking at the audio, right, because he can see the levels, but there's no headphones. My thing is, yo, you have to wear headphones because you never know, like, you can catch something with the headphones on. And he's like, yo, I can see it. I'm good. Right? That's how you sound, right, Mark? Yeah, I can see it. I'm straight. But in my head, I'm like, anything, yo, there could be a, and you just don't hear it. You just see it, right? Right. So 
I, I'm working on my micromanaging, right? Because he's a professional. I know what I got Recent now. professional. Talk to me. The thing that I would have to fix about myself is that I would have to stop leading with my heart sometimes in business. Mm, explain that. Explain that. So I feel like you're coming down my street. <laughs> where with me, and it's probably a lot of people, with us coming from nothing, we all remember, like I remember, I remember sleeping in that tattoo shop. I remember moments of of hunger. I remember remember staring at the wall, broke his head, feeling, you know, trying to think like, what can I do next? How can I, how can I feel worthy out here? You get what I'm saying? And I remember those moments. So like now that I'm at a phase in my life where I got traction, right? Where I'm like doing stuff and I'm somebody. I see, I try to, I try, I think I force to see myself in other people mm. that that don't, that I feel like they at the same place I'm at. And even though they could not be the best thing for me, I always lead with my heart. Like, no, I'm a, I'm a I got this person. I'm a had a back. I'm a, I'm a pull them with me, right? And then they end up leaving you. Mm-hmm. But in the time that you was pulling them, you lost you lost time yeah. of actually having the right person and growing yeah. in the right way. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I've made that mistake too many oh. times mm-hmm. where I was like, I was pulling up too many people and they was pulling me down. Yeah. And I was pulling up too much dead weight. Yeah. And like, so now I'm at the point now where I'm I got I'm no longer leaving with my heart. Yeah. It's either you got the skill. And you and you understand a vision, and you got the skill to actually execute it, or I gotta I gotta stop. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I, you know, mad love for you. I wish you the best. I would love to pull you up, but I can't do that right now because pulling you up might pull me down. You know what I'm saying? That's deep, yo. Fire conversation, man. Um, I gotta do a quick interview. Then I'm gonna uh, ask one more question, and we're gonna get out of here. Yeah. This whole place is vegan. The whole place, vegan, nut free, black owned. No nut products. So anybody that got nut products, we we got you too. Cause a lot of people got nut allergies, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? We we are anybody can enjoy happy ice and you're gonna love it. It's different, bro. Different texture, different flavor. We come in different, we present it different, and we're gonna serve it to you with a smile. So you're gonna, you know, you're gonna you're gonna taste happy before you even <laughs> get the get the cup. You feel me? I'm trying to be professional and not eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's too fire. So I'm, I'm gonna add. I'm, I, I gotta do a quick commercial. Then uh, we'll close it. Out. I got one more really good question for you. Um, but this episode is sponsored by the Morning Meetup. The Morning Meetup is the only organization that gathers every single every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurs. Oh, I'll tell you about the Morning Meetup. So every day, Monday through Friday, I'm on a Zoom call with hundreds of paid members on the Morning Meetup. So I'm te- we'll have like a theme for the month. Like this month is um, how to, step-by-step strategy on how to get things done, right? So every day, Monday through Friday, we're teaching you how to do something, how to market, how to create your course, how to do something every single day. And I'm on that joint every day. Um, And we do this for $79 a month or right now, if they enroll, it's like 60% off. So it's like less than $400 for the year. And they'll talk to me every single weekday. Wow. I do that one, and people are like, yo, you on a call every single day. One, it's just an hour, which I can commit to the entrepreneurial's plight for an hour every day. I can do that. People commit to their phone for hours. Oh, so. 100%. <laughs> and what's dope is 
I get to teach and I get to coach right. and I get to like go learn and implement the stuff that I'm talking about, then come back and say, yo, y'all, this is what I actually did. And they get my journey all the time. So mm -hmm. they need to go to the morning meetup. I know it's five o'clock in the morning over here where you at, but mm -hmm. I got to get you on a call. No, I, I'm up at five in the morning. Are you? Yes. Say less. Okay. Yeah. So Man. when the, when this joint drop, we're going to get you on the call. For sure. So that like people can watch it and then ask you questions like, yo, I saw the episode. We definitely got to get you because you got a wealth of knowledge, bro. Thank you. A wealth of knowledge. This, this has definitely been like my favorite interviews all month. Appreciate and it. I've had a bunch of interviews. Thank you, man. <laughs> so, this is Appreciate dope. it, man. Thank you. So, um, yes, go to themorningmeetup.com or get a get the app. Go to your app store, The Morning Meetup. Download the app and join our community. Okay. One question and we're going to get out of here, man. Um, where do you see yourself in the next five years? What do you see yourself accomplishing? And the reason I'm asking the question is because I want to be able to watch this five years from today. And say, yo, I was just with him. I, I asked, he said he was going to do that five years ago. Look, he accomplished it. So, five years. Five years for sure. Uh, in five years, for sure, Happy Ice will be in every major city. Will also be international. Uh, at the fifth year, uh, definitely going to be somewhere like Tokyo, Japan, and stuff like international stuff. Mm. Definitely over in South Africa. For sure, Dubai, because we already got people asking about that. So in five years, for sure, national, definitely going to be in the supermarkets. So we'll be hitting supermarket stuff. Um, and then also, I believe at that time, if not already, we will be in all amusement parks. I'm coming for Dippin' Dots, bro. You know what I'm saying? Coming like so, Coming for them. So yeah, five years, it's going to be it's going to be a lot, bro. We're going we gonna to see us everywhere. We're going to be that. We gonna be that big brand. We gonna be the brand, the household name that's for everybody. We gonna be the new, the new like era of Ben and Jerry's. You know what I'm saying? So we that we that we're we're that next phase. You know? I love that. I'm trying to eat on just this side, so it's still looking pretty on the camera. Right. <laughs> so um, no, nah, I appreciate you, man. Um, again, I learned a lot, and even as you were talking, I'm having conversations with myself on things I need to improve because I would like to model myself after the way you carry yourself as a CEO. Cause I see, I see how you see the vision and the strategy and moving forward. And I really, really respect it. So um, I definitely let everybody know how they can follow you, where they can find you. Um, and then you got to close this out with a word of wisdom. We got to put a bow on this whole conversation. Yeah. So you can find me personally at Lamere Mitchell on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, Lemire Mitchell is spelled where it's L-E-M-E-I-R and Mitchell is a regular way with two L's. And then you can find the company Happy Ice uh, on Instagram, just straight out Happy Ice is verified. So you can definitely find that too. Uh, Happy Ice LA on Facebook and Happy Ice LA on Twitter. I love it. Yep. I love it. But close this out with a word of wisdom, man. While I uh, eat some more, uh, what's it with the soft top? Right. <laughs> I mean, my word of wisdom, I'm not even going to make it about business. I'm going to just make it about a term that my uncle always raised me on. And it's going to just be as simple as uh, do unto others as you want to want to be done unto you. You know what I'm saying? So treat others the way, basically just treat others the way you want to be treated. Because besides all this wealth and money and all that stuff, the most important thing you can do is just show love to people. You know what I'm saying? Make sure the world is a, a better place than it was before you got here. That's the goal for every human being to me. I like that, man. Listen, man, we can't close it out no better than that. Do yourself a favor, man. Go follow Lemire. Come get you some happy ice. 
We right here on Melrose. What's the address? Yeah, Melrose, 7324 Melrose Avenue. And go to the website, happyisla.com, if you want to see where our trucks pop up at. Yeah. We all around the city. Make sure you told him you saw the episode. You're like, I'm here to test it out because David be capping some time. Yeah. I don't know if it's as good as he's saying. Come try it and then come back to the video and comment like, yo, I've been there. It's lit. All right. Yeah. So make sure you follow Lemire and do yourself a favor, okay? Go get you some social proof, meaning go build something. But it's your responsibility to get on podcasts, to get on Instagram Live. It's your responsibility to come back to your community and teach your community how you did what you did. All right? We're out of here. Peace. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.